1: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this edition with the uncrowned Thane of the Flatliner himself, it's Eddie Castle. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me, and I'm actually so happy that you've used that for me, since it's something I've just thought, eh, then I'll fly in
1: <laughs> Well, I, I do my research. I like, I like having, when I, when I put out a, a, a title graphic or something like that for the episode, I like having a like a moniker. Uh, just unfortunately, recently it's been like a lot of newer guys and they don't have one, so it just looks a bit, yes. bit weird. Where it's just like, uh, well, Dylan, Dylan Thorne being an example, perfect. We, we just meant, we just mentioned him off, off the recording, but yeah, it's like, yes. um, oh, the, the inspirational Ryan Riley, big fan Vader, Aisha Raymond, Dylan Thorne. So, uh, so it looks a bit weird, but it's one of those things, I mean, it stands out, I suppose. Uh, you go, yeah. oh, let's check this guy, but Uncrowned Thane of the Flatliner, that's a that's a and moniker. Um, but the first question is always the same, we'll just get that one out of the way. Uh, how did you get into pro wrestling and what got you hooked?
0: So, I'm horrible with like years sometimes of when certain things happened, and I'm always playing catch up. So, I must when I first even get told about wrestling, must have been uh, somewhere between primary five and primary six, maybe primary four. That might be pushing it. Um, it was just through a friend. I think I got randomly grabbed to be a referee. No, I didn't. What it was, just like you know when you're people out in the playground playing wrestling, and they're like, "Oh, we need a referee." I'm like, "Huh?" But so I get introduced to that for a friend. A friend at the time that became a friend somehow. So he introduced me to falling off all the ones that became my favorites. At, um after this point, so that was like Undertaker, The Rock, Kane, of course. So then through the then, it was like back then the reason it was really hard to do research because yeah if it was for a computer it wasn't exactly the fastest computer because <laughs> i'm like nearly 30 myself so when i was in primary it was yeah technology was just becoming a proper thing in a way like it is now but um oh god i can't even remember the first tape i had i think i think the first proper wrestling tape i bought or like a family member bought for me was actually Invasion
1: oh nice two thousand and one.
0: <laughs> yeah awesome. so i remember that being the first one bought for me and then i can't remember if i had that in like an old flat i was in or before like the house i'm in now because i've been here in this house for years um but i remember a friend when i moved here actually gave me i think he gave me he just give me a lot of it but he ended up just giving me it it was Survivor Series 1995. So that's when like Taker had the crushed face and the Phantom of the Opera type mask, there. and it was like the Dark Side tag team uh, Survivor Series match. Although it was even it was a four on four match rather than being five on five, which is a bit weird. Uh, and then of course the main event for that one was Bret and Diesel. So like those two separate time, those two separate VHSs at the time of two separate times just know took me in especially characters through both of those times like like i said uh brett and diesel because they had a roll-up finish for the belt like that from like that like me learning about wrestling that's something it's you know it, i think it's i think it's came across with me now where like i like being different so the fact it's something that doesn't end in a finisher being different is like oh okay you know you see Diesel try and lift him up twice for the jackknife. Doesn't happen. Rolls him up. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is interesting. And then you see something like Invasion, where, like, you have this big multi-man main event. And then you see Austin, who's, like, this big guy they've built up. And he punches his back on the WF. And he stunners, I think, his angle. Drags Brovati uh, on top of him. We, yeah. Yeah. And just... Um, watching that process as well, like the whole invasion with the Alliance and stuff, that was really cool. Like seeing some of those guys against WF guys, uh, you seen Kane go through so many folk, fought- Undertaker go through so many people. Uh, who was it? I want to say it was uh, Chronic, the tag team Chronic. Oh, it was yeah. End- yeah, I remember I picked... Um, when I was in college, actually, I bought like a lot of the tag... Do you remember the tagged DVDs? hmm
1: yeah, yeah, I've, was, like, I've got a hundred weight of them somewhere. Yeah.
0: I think, when I, during my college years, I think I picked up I want to say most of the paper years from the end of 98 all the way through to maybe early, early invasion time, roughly thereabouts. I think so. Anyway. Um, I've just been hooked from there, because like, up rock, Taker, Kane, and
1: uh, Triple H—like those four hooked men. That's like it's—it's such a weird, like two, chalk com- like, uh, chocolate cheese time frames Then '95 and, and 2001, but I'm I'm kind of the same boat because my my first my first VHS was WrestleMania 15, uh, and then I got King of the Ring 2000, and I traded it for Royal Rumble '94. So. Royal number for ages, just Royal Rumble ninety four and WrestleMania fifteen. And it is just like two absolute opposite ends of the spectrum. Because one's <laughs> just just a, the proper start of the archery era and one's '94, And it's just all these wacky characters and uh Bastion Booger and uh and <laughs> all those just weirdness. Uh so yeah, so the the, the big names then were, were ones that yeah. Kind of gravitated to like say Triple yeah. H, Rock, Kane, Um, Undertaker. And were you a WCW guy at all? Because you sound like you were like me then. That Invasion was amazing because it's all these guys you've never seen before just coming in and being cool. It, it was
0: hard, I, it was hard for me to be a w, WCW guy because when I was trying to find like the stuff on TV, I think I may have found uh. Nitro at the time, I can't remember. It might have been something that might not have been wrestling, it might have been some weird thing. But I think Ken... was Ken Shamrock in WW at one point. I don't not think that he was. I can
1: remember. No, he was definitely, but I
0: remember him being in TNA, but I can't remember. I remember finding this really funny thing, and it was light wrestling, and it might have been WW. I think there was like an, was there an army faction or something like that. I oh,
1: know, this it reminded me of wrestling,
0: but it wasn't, it may have been.
1: Been, I just was, remember that
0: yeah. um, I remember yeah. switching for that the, uh, when I lived in the flat and I was like oh this is different and I know I can't remember if it was a DVD or VHS but it was a WCW one and I think that Finley might have been either, he might have either won the WCW, title, uh, WCW US title that night or he lost it it was so long ago I can't remember what preview it was
1: Oh, the old Belfast, Belfast uh, Bruiser with his amazing yeah. Kentucky Waterfall and <laughs> <laughs> wonderful time. But uh, yeah, so yeah, but my, my journey, I, I didn't even know Nitro was on like Cartoon Network and stuff for like that. We, we didn't have it. We had on digital, so we had Channel 5. Yeah. So I had Worldwide with uh, with the big bang and kablam comic book things going over the, the yeah. headshots, which was uh, an interesting experience that, that I, yeah, I loved it. I'm, I'm a big when it comes to comics, well, comic book things, not so much yeah. having comics myself, but uh, just because it's a very expensive hobby, and I've got enough expensive hobbies <laughs> as it is uh, to,
0: to it, deal with. It really is. Like um, that's one thing that's been bad about lockdown. I've kind of tracked behind on just reading my comic books. But I still try to keep up with them. So, like recently, I uh, I went through the all my backtracked stuff of the uh, Venom stuff. Like i think i read from issue oh god what was it i want to say maybe in issue 36 or I don't, even know that. I don't even think i was that far in maybe like 26 or something like that all the way up to like through the current king in black stuff and then up to i think it was i want to say maybe issue 30 it maybe be more but it was the 200th issue or maybe 35. yeah something like that like it went right up uh, Backtrack myself all the way back up to the last issue they'd done, which was the 200th issue of Venom.
1: And so so that's, that's been your lockdown.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part of my lockdown. Of,
1: yeah, of course, we will get to that. Um, so <laughs> how, how, how were you of like, the Scottish wrestling scene before you started training? Um, it Was GPWA you actually went to first or <clears was throat> anywhere else you kind of dabbled with? Yes.
0: No, no, I went straight with uh, GPWA in 2014. Uh, but I don't think I was, f- I think it was during my last year of college, I actually start, uh, I actually stayed in some uh, somewhere called Buchanan View, which is just behind Cali Uni, so it's a student accommodation. And one of the guys that stayed there, he mentioned it, I think, once or twice, but I never went along for some reason. Uh, like ICW, I mean. So I was like, oh, I had no idea there was anything up to that point. I think I'd actually just turned... <laughs> Oh, that's actually just my age now um when i stayed there that's when i turned 20. so that was roughly when i got told about the scene being there and then i think it was the year i started at gpwa because it was the end of the year so it would have been oh god i want to say march maybe may there was it was an academy attack show that was on and someone I knew was on that show. He goes by Ace Anderson. Right, okay. <clears throat> so I went along and seen him, that show. I think uh, Booty made have entered that show, far enough. So I'd seen a fair few folk debuting that day. Um, I can't remember if I saw a keeper or not. i seen Lee Lou, so that was my first like, taste of a Lou, I think. <laughs> uh, first time i was seen it? Emily Hayden...
1: So, so t- 2014 then so 2014 would have been when i think was that the first ice uh insane fight club documentary so that was when it was properly wrestling's big in scotland so you kind of just you jumped in just as the first kind of peak was was hitting um so i yeah, think so it was after i i'm starting to to question it myself now so you know what?
0: this i don't know no It would have been uh it would have been roughly about that time, actually. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of when they filmed the, uh, the ending of uh, Insane Fight Club 1, which oh, would have I been have. the year before at uh, the ABC, when it was Fair and Loathing, which was my first actual ICW show and first Scottish wrestling show, actually.
1: Oh, so quite a big one to start off with. Then. So yeah, 2014, yeah. I've, got, I've got here. got um... here. me and a
0: few friends had went because uh, Rhino was there. Of
1: that was the thing yeah. that drew us in. Uh, were And so, were you a fan of Rhino because of his of his WWE run and, and TNA run, or was did you go back and see his stuff? What was your kind of what drew you to Rhino?
0: It was because of the whole WWE run and then the TNA run, especially with the three matches they done at Bound for Glory that year. It was like the Fatal Four Way Monsters Ball match, the Battle Royal, and then straight into the World Heavyweight Title match. Of course.
1: Jeff Jarrett. I him and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, Yeah, I was, I was. I was trying to. I was thinking it was a like him Raven, but I think Raven was after it. I don't know. It was a very confusing time. It was fun to watch, but it was very confusing for trying um, to remember. So between the two of us, one we'll, we'll eventually muddle through and remember timelines. Uh. So, so what? So GPW is where you started. What kind of convinced you that GPWA? What convinced you that you wanted to be a wrestler in the first place, and then choose GPWA? <laughs>
0: It was one of those things when I was a kid, like when, like obviously, I was liking wrestling and learning about it through friends, and when I could see it and stuff like that, I was like, Yeah, yeah, you know, totally could become a wrestler. Easy, you know, easy as hell. um Then as you grow older, it dips in and out of your life, as it definitely did for me. uh And then it was after that uh, Academy Attack show that I went and seen. I was like, Maybe I could, you know, have a wee go, see, you know, how I do. So I'm very much a Kind of patient person, that kind of try and weigh everything out. So, sorry pardon me. At the time, I think there was only two schools I could find, which is of course a Source and PBW. So I was weighing my options at the time. Something in the back of my head was like, "Yeah, we're not entirely sure about these two places just now." And then I think I'd said something stupid to myself, like. I'd been to a good for ICW shows for, I think I'd been to all the Glasgow shows actually for ICW during that year. Just like, you know what, if such and such has a school or whatever, I'll go to that. Or you know, if they do a seminar where I'm allowed to somehow, you know, I don't know, be a part of it, I'll go to that. Um, and it just so happened, GPWA opened with five of probably the absolute best at the time trainees, uh, trainers, sorry, for coaches. So I thought, why not? They're opening. See if I can make it through. Plus they had that whole uh, eight weeks induction. So what a better way to see whether or not I had or not than see how I would do over the eight weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the trainers, I mean, especially the opening, were just, pardon the pun, insane. Because you're you're Jack Jester, uh, BT Gun, uh, Red Lightning, Wolfgang, and Lionheart. I forget. Lion- I thought I said Lionheart in the first few. Uh, Lionheart, of course. So uh, yeah, f- as you say, five of the best in yep. the UK. Whether it's it's from a, a promo standpoint or an in-ring standpoint, you've got everything kind of covered. Um, I mean, I suppose you're you're not you're not going to go in and go in. A, oh, it's all real kind of thing. But there's still some sort of intimidation going in and seeing these five? Uh, after watching them in Glasgow just absolutely beat the tar out of each other or bleed everywhere uh, or uh, or just see Jester from someone with barbed wire and then you're walking in and seeing these guys. What's was, what was, what was your first thoughts going into that that first day?
0: Well, the funny thing is, before the first day, it was exactly a week after the first uh, Fear and Loathing show in the Barras, which I think was just their first show in general in the Barras. So the main event itself was Drew and uh, Jester drew on the belt I think um, Booty and Wolfie had ripped the utter tar of each other in a last man standing match and announced a steel cage match. Um, I can't remember if Red did anything that night. Um, rough I think... If I remember Adrian had a show, uh, had a match as well back, yes. That show had like, so good. But yeah, so that was, like, a week before it. So the week after, I think... Chester was in Germany, I want to say, for that weekend. So only had four out of five for the first day. And I think the very first one we've seen as we were going in, like shaking hands wise, was Big Wolfie. And Big Wolfie is big. So as soon as you see him, it's like, oh, hi, you're, um, yeah, big. <laughs> you know, because he's just a tall, big guy. And then um, um. everyone else, was, you know, they were generally nice, obviously.
1: Is there anyone in, in your first class that you remember that's still that's still going?
0: Um from what I can say the now within like say still at wrestling at the current moment, there's myself and Molly Spartan. Uh, oh, right. Okay. but I'm I'm not I don't know if he's back in current training now or he's still in two minds about it. But Danny Cantrell was also in the first intake. He was also very much a great talent, great mind for it. Um I Irving have, Garrett was also in the first intake but I don't know if he's currently back training or what's happening with him
1: Yeah, I had a, I had a chat with, with Danny about possibly getting him on on the podcast and he, he was pretty much he said that as well, he's like it's a bit two minds of whether yeah. I'm coming back or not so I'll, I'll let you know and like, that's absolutely fine and yeah. and uh and Irving Garrett is, is kind of, I think he's just getting himself in, into a headspace to come back as well so yeah. Uh, the the but fair. Molly, of course, uh, she she's unofficially the the first person to 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 be accepted into into GPWA because I think she was saying in yes. her episode that she's told Wolfgang, if yeah. you set up a school, um, I'll be your first student. So it's yeah. not not a bad not a bad crop to be in uh, to to yeah. start off with and, and be in that first class. So as far as as being like prepared for going. Was there any, do you do sports where did you feel like you were athletically ready to do it? Or was it just a case of oh, eight weeks? If it goes, if I can't do it, I can't do it. Um, or did you have some sort of confidence that you could do these things?
0: Um, confidence wise, I am always just generally horrible with stuff. Whereas, like, If I look at something, I'm just like, eh, mm, well, mm, you know, maybe. Um, athletic background is pretty much just whatever I did in school. That's about it. Uh, some little kind of stuff they made us do in college, that's about it. So probably going in underqualified. <laughs> um, you know, not the best. Gadget I, I could barely do push-ups and all that kind of stuff when I first started. As compared to now, where I'm just like, eh, you know, it's not bad. I can get to the ground. I can get back up good, you know, a couple of times. <laughs> um, but yeah, go, I definitely went in underqualified, I'd probably say.
1: So when was the moment where you thought either thought like right, this is this is real now i'm gonna to have to kind of step up my game or was there a moment where you, first couple of weeks where you thought that's fine i'm gonna to get to eight they're gonna say no and i can just be on my way what, what was your what was your experience in that first induction stage
0: um definitely very interesting Try to keep an open mind and understand what this what they were saying like when they were teaching us because i'm not always the best like trying to understand what people mean even if it just sounds simple I don't know if that's just me being daft or like it's a part of my, like I'm, I'm dyslexic, so just ship it all around. <laughs> um, but like, from what I can remember, it was definitely interesting. Uh, the fl- uh, When it was coming, like the bumps and stuff, the flip bump always scared me because, you know, it's a flip. So it was like, huh, huh, knowing me, I'll probably land in my head or something, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I think. I can't remember if it was just me taking a regular bump or if it was me actually doing the flip bump. I remember just looking up and it was booty and Harto at the time and they had a confused look in their face, like, did you hit your head? I was like, No. And they're like, do it again. So I was like, Okay. Fine. I don't know if that was like showing that I was taken to it well or showing I could hurt myself. I generally don't know what it was at the time. <laughs>
1: Just do, just do it again, just in case. Just make yeah. sure you can do it. Uh, so from that point onwards, of course, so that was what you say 20, 2014 into twenty fifteen. Uh, you, you missed. You made your debut fairly quickly then, in comparison to all that. Was it? Uh, was, yeah. Was that a Night of the Asylum? Would would it be one of them shows? Was it or?
0: Was no, it no, no we, kind of that point did they? No, no, no. We didn't start. Uh, Night of the Asylum was like our first official kind of named show branded show we did which we didn't actually start till the beginning of uh but in 2015 we first did a oh, three matches at alexandra parade in Deniston, in the park um so it was two tag matches and a battle royal simple as anything you know nothing to complicated. And it was um, at the time, the two tag matches were determined for trainee-wise, uh, because they selected four trainees to uh, be the first to represent the school, I guess you could say, um, that we're going to do Adrian's pre-show uh, tag match in August of that year. Although we usually done it, it was for the anniversary show, which usually done a bit earlier, but he pushed it back that year for whatever reason. Uh, so the bad guy trainees at the time were uh, C.S. Rose and Flex Hunter. And then the good guys at the time were myself and my uh, tag team partner at the time. Uh, f- if I'm right as well, I think it was C.S. Rose and Flex against Harto and Wolfgang. And then myself and my tag partner against Justin and Red. So that was my like first proper match in front of people.
1: So, so no pressure then uh, coming to no, no, with, no, no, no. There was with two of <laughs> two, one especially uh, in Jester, being very intimidating. I mean, Red is also, but in his own different kind of way. Uh, so, yeah. so, first match in front of people that I mean, not necessarily wrestling fans either. They're just they're just people yeah. coming coming into the park. Um, so, so yeah, how, how was that then? What, what did you? Was there any fear when you came out or did you kind of go in thinking, right, nobody knows who I am. I could be anything I want to be kind of thing and just go for it. What was your kind of uh, thoughts on your first (laughs) match?
0: 100% fear. Always 100% fear. 100% butterflies in the stomach. But at the same time, just like, you know, excitement. Want to get it done without pure rushing it. Just, you know, happy to be there. Let's get in about it kind of thing (laughs) at a time.
1: So, so when you started then of course you had your targeting team partner um which is fine but the, the the name of course you started off with was, was Kyle chaos so this is before yeah. Eddie castle um uh, what, what was your kind of thought about was was that the name you started off with when you had that first match or did that get given to you later how did you come up with the with the character no, 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 like, of that Kyle was
0: chaos? um that was always since the beginning um trying to remember how it was I came up with it. I think it was when I was just like creating myself, like when it was in like, you know, the WWE games, I was just, you know, used the first name of Kyle and I was like, I really should add this here. What can I use? And, you know, rifled through loads of stuff. Then I kind of like thinking of something, eh, what about something with an extra key? Like, that I could do. So I thought, I take I'll take kiosk click it in there. It looks good. And then I think I pitched it to Wolfgang at the time. And then he was like kind of thinking about it and talking about it. Then he done it like a kind of announcer's voice when it was like one day just in the asylum when we uh, finished up. I was like, yeah. he like, he thought, cool, go with that and then. And um, yeah, that was the name for a good couple of years for me.
1: I like some some people's names, are, oh, I've had this name for a while. It's the one I always did. And he was like, I really like the first name. I just found something that sounded nice with it. There you go. <laughs> Sorry to Kyle Chaos. Right. <laughs> Um, and I mean, we'll get to, we'll get to the name change in a little bit, but because before that, of course, uh, your gear was very much uh, inspired by, as you've already mentioned, Venom. Uh, what was so again? Was that something very conscious? It was like Chaos, something chaotic, Venom, very chaotic. Well, put together, my
0: first gear. At, uh, my first gear actually was like um, just black tights with a red. I was wearing three stars which even now I'm thinking, why did I do that? Why did I go for that? Which, I don't know, I think it was just like, I'm not always the best at coming up with kind of stuff like that. So I guess it was just something of, I think this looks nice in my head. Oh, and then um I think it was Vex Sticks that made me that first year for me. Looked great, I liked it at the time, you know, it was uh, basic facey, I guess you'd say at the time as well. So that was great, you know, it's a good way for it to start and then move onwards. And then I... When was it? I think it would have been sometime in 2017 when I got my first uh, Venom gear made off of uh, J&J, which we've been um, Jokey and packs at the time. Uh, plus, because I was happy with that because there were people I could not just, you know, talk to, I could, you know, see them and speak to them. Like, you know, I'd meet up with them in training and that. Uh, talk for what I wanted. They are happy with that and um, I always had to go if I, uh, with like obviously because it's Venom, I had to go with the original logo that inspired me from like, because uh, he's always been my face since I was a kid from the 90s cartoon series, which I absolutely love. Hank Azaria is a brilliant Eddie Brock and Venom voice. I love it a bit. So having that logo there was just, I needed it. I liked the way I had it on my leg, kind of almost like it was a band kind of thing. And then just chaos down the side with the kind of colours that used to be like the kind of outline
1: of venom, so I was like, yeah, I like that. Um, so you changed your name like just recently. It was only what uh, started this year, middle of this year, something, something like that. Um, to, to of course, Eddie Castle, and I'm, I'm thinking then comic book kind of fan, Eddie Brock, and uh, Frank Castle. Was that kind of the yep 100%, the amalgamation yep. there?
0: Yep. <clears throat> so of course, my love for then I'm thought, eh, I thought, ah, take Eddie, you know, there's no really anyone Eddie up here in Scotland at this moment in time. And I was actually thinking about going for Parker. Or maybe Riley, because uh, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider-Man, which is my favourite version of Spider-Man. But, um, of course, Alex Parker at the time was kicking about, so didn't want to take Parker, for that wouldn't be nice. Uh, I wanted to be fair. And I think one of the... T- <laughs> I teased one of the trainees at the time. About taking Riley because he wanted to use Riley as a second name. So I was like, oh, carry out Teddy Riley, mate. <laughs> so that was a good be joke. I got to kick about with as well for a while, but I thought, okay, what else can I go for? And part of me did kind of want to go with Crane, so then I'd have a Marvel and DC crossover. But yeah. then someone said Crane is very heelish. So even though I'm a bad guy, it's good to have a name that can work for both if need be, depending on the situation. So I thought, what about Castle? You know, Castle's good. I can use Castle. I love the Thomas Jane Punisher movie. Brilliant. Got a great looking Punisher symbol on it. What? Yeah, you know, Castle. Great theme.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, when you say it, it's trying to get it for, for a face and a heel name, it's very much both characters are anti-heroes in their own kind of way, yeah. so it just works into that kind of niche Quite, quite nicely. Um, yeah. So we'll probably come back to that. But yeah, back to back to Kyle chaos. Then uh, yeah. you're you're in a tag team primarily, uh, the the rich yeah. kids uh, of yep. of Instagram, which is a very it's a it's a very t- of its time name because I didn't even know what that was when it started. I just thought this is a weird tag team name. And then uh, yeah, I did that. Right, fair enough. Then <laughs> uh, so yeah, I
0: didn't even did know what about. it was. So. That wasn't really like our first uh, tag name, technically, uh, even though it never got announced, because I can't remember how this this came up, but I think we we were getting, for a short amount of time, we were getting called Splash Mountain, because our tag team finish of the, I think it was an elbow drop and a frog splash, was called Splash Mountain. So (laughs) that kind of was like our unofficial first tag name.
1: You know what, rich kids not not that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Splash Mountain is great, but you, you expect when you get a team called Splash Mountain, they're going to come out as dressed as like frogs or something like super cartoonish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be like, oh, Splash Mountain sounds amazing, and see you guys come out. You'd be like, that's not what I was expecting for Splash Mountain. That's just
0: no, definitely not.
1: But uh, but yeah, rich kids of Instagram, so yeah. <laughs> Who, who came up with that then? Uh, was, was it your tag team partner at the time? Was it someone going, oh, um, we'll no, try and be that, down the was,
0: um, that was a certain person who is now no longer involved in creative at ICW. Right. Uh, it was an idea they had. Um, I don't know why, but I think it was just like something, because they were bringing in Adam Echo, as the bad guy, they're wanting just kind of two-week kind of lackeys for him. So this kind of gimmick was something to give all three of us and play along with, I guess, in a way. And, you know, it was a thing.
1: <laughs> it's just one of those where you're just happy to, to just just say yes and get, in, get just get a shot and then you take from there because when you think of Kyle Chaos, you don't think... And your venom no, gear and all that—you don't think rich kids Instagrammers just seems to be a bit of a. Well, like, <laughs> I,
0: I think that's why I also went for the venom gear when it happened because that was after it, and I was just like wanting to show I was going in a different direction and that kind of stuff. But um, at the time, I still had the whole, whole kind of red and black gear, which kind of wore on over. Well, it lasted me—I'd say over a year. So you know, I did it. It did its time, but it did kind of wear and tear at times. Um. But to be honest, I always felt when I went in that first run in ICW that it was far too early. I didn't feel like I had earned it. And that was something that always hanged over my head. Um, it caused, a, I've got no doubt, it probably co- it definitely caused a few problems at the time. Uh, whether they, it was noticeable when we were out there or not. Um, you know, like, a few people obviously... Could, I'm not 100% sure on this. A few people probably were pissed off that we were there. I don't blame them, if they were or if they weren't. Um, Like I said, I didn't personally feel like I'd earned it. I didn't feel like I should have been there. Um, I was happy, obviously, doing ring crew in that. Like, I was happy still to do that. Uh, But there was, like, personal problems, especially, like, for myself. Um, Not saying I was bully-bounded backstage or that. Like, on the ICW roster. But there was like problems that ended up being personal. And then that affected me kind of mentally at the time and stuff kind of slipped and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of, I, did, I didn't end up in the best headspace, I'm not going to lie, at the time. And sometimes it was visible on my face, like people would tell me. And it, as much as I tried my best, it kind of wasn't, uh, what's the word for it? It kind of wasn't, um, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? I couldn't really help it. Like it was, it was that there that much mm-hmm. that couldn't help it.
1: I mean, I suppose I mean that time. If, it, if it's if it's a, a school that's kind of it was softly affiliated with ICW, you expect yeah. if you go to that school, there's a good chance. Well yeah. you'll be fast tracked. But yeah. if you're going to go anywhere, that's probably one of the places it's going to be. Either that or or uh, PWE, which he did, yeah. which I'll speak about, um, because of course that was that was Lionheart's uh, company. Um, but no, there was a there was a point where there was such a I think maybe they they just kind of thought right we'll get all these guys in and over a course of yeah. two or three shows and maybe maybe that was the issue. Maybe it was just maybe it just need to be drip fed possibly because yeah. I remember at one point where I look, I was looking because I had to find results and stuff like that. I was looking at it going there's a lot of names I don't know and I'm, I know quite a few names and there was like quite yeah. a lot of them going. I don't know who this guy is. Who's, who's this yeah. flex on there? <laughs> and I see flex. I'm like, oh, God, okay, right, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's it's just a case of, yeah. But, you know, you live and learn. That's only, what, 20, yeah. 2015-ish, something like that, 2016.
0: Um, um, well, I done. my first three matches happened in 2015. Then we went on to 2016 when Nick the Asylum started. And I think it was March, maybe just after March of that year, that's when we done the Rich Kids run in ICW.
1: Um, so you also did uh, the PWE stuff uh, as well, which was Team yeah. GPWA and Asylum Elite. So this is a bit, probably yes. a little bit more comfortable for you, was it? Because that would have been you're not just like three guys just plucked out of nowhere. You're you're in a big group of folk, so you're you're yeah. all kind of familiar with each other. What was your what was your memories of, of at least the the your initial start in PWE? Um,
0: well, like I said, the, <clears throat> the four of us were picked originally for that anniversary show of 2015 which I believe also ended up having the headline of Samoa Joe, which was fantastic. Got a seminar out of that. Uh, we'd done the pre-show for that. And then we were allowed to just sit back and chill. I generally thought I'd end up having to do um, some security work after that, but no, we were allowed to chill. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, actually, till I also got to be a part of Noam Dar's entrance that night for the title match. That was kind of cool. Got to be kind of one of many hymns wearing one of his jackets. Uh, doing one of his lovely posies. Good old Noam. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, I think that was my only PW appearance that year, I think. And then going into 2016, I was originally meant to have my first title match at the time, which was for the PW Tag Titles, which was um, for the uh, Fight Club, so uh, Liam Thompson and that. But then I think... Yeah, I think Kidfight had had a um, shoulder injury at the time. So we ended up facing Blaze and TJ. And I took a nasty doomsday.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. They're, they're two big lads.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was fine. I was happy with the match. Loads of folk were really impressed with it, apparently. So I was like, awesome, good job. Uh, and then I think from then on, it would be been a good couple of months later. I think we were in the following anniversary show. So it the 2016 one. So that would have been July. That's when we started the whole um, Asylum Elite versus Team GPWA stuff. Which I believe kicked off from a match with CS Rose and Lionheart. I think Lionheart got attacked by the Asylum Elite guys. Uh, which I believe... I'm trying to remember all of them at the time. Uh, Sam Barber. Irving Garrett. Uh, Crowburn, Stevie, James of the Purge and Jamie Winters I believe
1: I'm, I, I believe did write it down I'm going to take your word for it though because that sounds familiar <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I think that was
0: them They all done that whole you know, attack on Harto Myself, Kez, my tag partner uh, and myself, Kez, the tag partner I'm sure there was five of us I it was just there
1: Right, I'm going to trust the Germans. Cage match. I know Molly,
0: Molly Spartan was definitely there as well. Did I catch myself? He,
1: he did, yeah. Hang on. PWA. I'm sure there's five fuzz as well. There, there, sure there was, because I literally looked at it this morning to write down Asylum Elite Team GPWA, but I didn't write down who was in it because that would have made way too too much uh, work that I could have oh, just
0: done. i really. I remember now it was Ravy. Ravy on, let's,
1: let's, let's Let's confirm that then. Uh, we've got, that's the sixth anniversary. Oh, yeah, there we go. Kez, Kyle Chaos, Molly Spartan, Ravy Davey, and it was Sam Barber was on your team. Sam
0: Barber switched.
1: Your tag team partner was on the other team. Uh, he's,
0: he then switched, yeah, because I think 2017 Rumble, he switched over there then the night of the 2017 anniversary show but in night one in the town hall, Sam switched over to us and got us the win that night. So that was an interesting run because we at least done something, that's would say, almost every PW show leading up to that. Even if it was just up like a wee, were fighting each other thing.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's probably, that would have been like, in in long short of it, that would have been your first big storyline uh, in, in yeah. wrestling because otherwise it would have just been matches and, and when it comes to the night asylum shows anyway it would have just it, it, the story for most matches are student versus student student versus teacher there's not much yeah, more to I it imagine. but at least with the with the pwe stuff you kind of can uh kind get your teeth into something i'm just looking to see who was on that show who else is on it kenny williams against sha samuels we've got oh, pete dunn versus mark Coffey. i remember watching that yeah that was that like out.
0: match of the night i think that was main event that night i think
1: it was, yeah, because I, yeah. I remember they put it out shortly afterwards on, on YouTube, yeah. and I was like, I, I have to watch this because it was just That's fantastic match. Phenomenal. And this is this was before NXT UK, I think it must have been yeah. 2017. So, yeah, a sign of things to come, but yeah, well, wow. Um, yeah, so <laughs> PWE, uh, of course, being a company that outside of GPWA would have been very close to your heart. Um, but outside that, after that, you got the Drew Galway Invitational so yes the second one yes uh 2018 um where you, where you actually opened your your tournament um in the first round against the guy that you watched at academy yeah. attacks ace anderson so yep what was it like getting chosen for the the drew gallagher invitational and then being finding out that you're actually facing a friend uh but from a different school so it's it's was was that? did you think it was on purpose that you were put together, or was it just happy stance, just luck that you ended up? Going I think in with that someone?
0: was definitely happy stance. Because I don't, I think it was red. It was red lightning. I'm sure that uh, set it up at the time. Uh, Riddle now, sorry. And I don't think he ever knew about me going to see Ace before I'd started training, or even knew about Ace. I like tell obviously he was putting the tournament. Um, so that was just. I think I was just happy circumstances kind of thing that happened. Um, the asylum invitational i'd uh which was a good thing i wasn't in that one because i injured my shoulder two maybe two nights before it like i'd landed on it i'd heard this massive like pop all the way down my shoulder i was like oh okay i've got damaged nerves muscles all that kind of stuff and i just couldn't lift it the muscles were just almost dead feeling wise anyway so to fast forward a year and then be in the tournament was just like okay i'm i I, uh it felt like i was doing better i was progressing the way i was wanting to progress at the time and because like i'm i'm patient i'm not gonna moan about people getting shots over me um i'm just gonna do what i do and what happens happens and like whatever does come to me whatever will happen eventually will happen when it happens if it does happen of course so going into that tournament i was like all right cool let's see what i can do let's you know see how different the styles are compared from one school to another and it was um it was an interesting match going up against the ace uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way to the poor lad, but for me, it did feel like I was again, one of the trainees in math school. Just like, because usually I've got like my usual setup for a match. It's like, put such and such person stuff here, I'll do whatever in between. So it kind of almost felt like a training match in a way, but with fans there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tournament on that day, and of course I made it through to the quarter so I was happy to do two matches
1: over the weekend in itself. And, and both the guys you faced were, of course, PBW guys uh, also, I was uh, your, your other opponent um, who, who put yeah. you out of the quarter-final, but yeah, that tournament itself <laughs> in general, I know, don't, don't, it's, it's a minefield sometimes with, with the with the names that we have to try and avoid, yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but uh, unfortunately I was looking through That's your a- stuff,
1: I was like going, oh Oh no, oh no. Yeah. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's actually a funny thing about the second night match. Um, it kind of got a little bit kind of shooty at one point because uh, he could roll at one point to where I generally thought one of my teeth had cracked. So I checked my mouth and there was blood. So I thought, oh no. So that's one of my personal um, not happy with myself moments. Because I I kind of went unprofessional, and I tried to beat the utter, utter hell out of them, pretty much. Like I went stiff.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I mean it's one of those things, and it's probably maybe not the best practice, but it's an eye for an eye yeah. kind of thing, isn't it? If if you get cracked, yeah. whether it's a mistake or not, you go right. You get one back. Maybe you you did one one or two more than maybe required, but like, if you get if you get stiffed once, you i think you're allowed one back and then
0: i think it was because of the whole like i saw blood thing i was like oh no little man what have you done i'm definitely a lot more composed now
1: that tournament though and i was looking to see who was in it um of course of course being being from the northeast i was like i was supporting damien i apologize but yeah i was was supporting the guy from from up, up uh, my way, but uh, yeah, that, that was a fairly packed tournament. You see who's who's gone on and some haven't, but uh, who who went who's gone uh, further? It's it's there it was a pretty not to make myself sound older. It was a nifty tournament that hopefully uh, it it was because like
0: um if you look at a lot of the names that are where in that tournament alone and see where they are the now, quite a few of them are on the WWE network right now. Yeah, because you do yep. look at the likes of. Um, Thatcher, Grant McIver, um, Kai Williams King, Kate Anthony, of
1: course. Uh well, Shane um, A, he now goes by. But... A
0: now, yeah. A yeah. few um, um, so... Doros as well.
1: Of course, yeah. So it was a really, uh, we, barring the people that shouldn't be be given any platform. Now it was a really good t- tournament. It was a really good yeah. pile of talent. Um, so I so hopefully, when when things are a little bit more safer. That seems like a really cool thing that can come back yep. and, and be a bit of a a bit of a thing. Cause it was, I think it was supposed to be in 2019 and it got cancelled, Then, of course 2020 yeah. was right off. And 2021 uh, um, is not so great either.
0: I could be wrong, but I think when it was meant to be in 2019, I think it may, or may not have clashed dates with the King of Honours. I could be wrong. But I think that's what may have affected it being cancelled and they tried to change dates and then stuff happened throughout 2019 of course um, a lot of us get flung for a loop as it were and then you know, we had to spend time recovering from that and uh, yeah you know I'd say despite the way 2019 went it, from what I could see it lit a fire under so many people mm-hmm. As much as me and him don't always see eye to eye, I'd say it lit a fire if it didn't before, if it it hadn't had one already before, despite the fact having songs with fire in them. uh, Kez went on an absolute tear, like, especially since then and further, but still, you know what I mean? Like, what's been stopping the guy? (laughs)
1: It's, it's been a, a rough couple of years especially for, for guys like, like yourself being from GPWA and, and just wrestling in general but of course 2019 um, we won't labour on it but it's definitely worth yeah. mentioning because you have mentioned them uh, was the passing of Lionheart of course yeah. uh, which was just a shock for everyone uh, involved when, when you see saw the news the, the day after that um, it was just yeah out of nowhere yeah. Um like you said, through everyone for a loop. Um, I mean, there's there's not much I can ask about it because it's no. it's not a fun topic. But no. it, like you said, through um... everyone for a loop, and then from that point onwards, um, did you do the 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 PCW, uh, like kind of tribute battle no. royal thing? No,
0: no, I did not. I, I know a few of the boys went down and they had a great time. Um, I think I just like maybe missed a message at the time to maybe go down. I can't remember if I was working the next day or not. But it's a possibility. Put to be honest, at the time my work's always like up and down. Um, but I'm always happy that the lads went down and represented the school well.
1: Um, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of put a spin a, a happy part, part of it. Is there any any funny stories of of uh, Lionheart Adrian Harto, <laughs> everyone to call him? Uh, any <laughs> any stories that particular highlights of, of your time that you shared? I with
0: have. I've got many highlights with Adrian, uh, whether they were good ones of him just telling us funny stories or just even him reacting to stuff, or on the other occasion, some of us, me included, of course, uh, getting told off for being stupid or daft, which of course, we were like his kids. He was the da. We called him da sometimes, so it made sense. Uh, But uh, one of my genuine favorite memories though with Adrian was when we went to Orlando for the two weeks in 2017, it was for WrestleMania 33, so uh, I think we're in Disney World, and it's just like that kind of, oh what's it called, it's that strip like leading down to the castle when you enter, and you see like the statue of Mickey and Walt, and then the castle's in the background, it's like he's just walking down that way, and I want to say it's Sam Barber that took the photo of this, it's just Adrian, arms stretched out walking down there, you see his sunglasses and everything. (laughs) <laughs> and it's one of those photos that you can hear it. You can just hear him going, hey! it's like <laughs> oh, it always just makes me smile thinking of that.
1: Um so so yeah, that that came around and that just yeah, like like, like you were saying it it did through ev- everyone for a loop, but I mean for you guys that were a bit closer than the most um yeah. how how did you find Getting back into the ring after that, was, was there a bit of trepidation, or were you like, like you said, lit a fire underneath many yeah. people? Were you one of them? You are like, right, screw it. This has happened. I'm going to show everyone what he taught me. I'm going to make him yeah. proud kind of thing. What was, was that your kind of mindset afterwards? Well, um,
0: 2019 was the year I actually kind of kicked, well, it wasn't just me. Um, I kind of got the kick up my arse I needed at the time at the start of the year. That's when I properly started, like going to the gym, trying to get myself in better shape, get my cardio up, Uh, because apparently I was fast, uh, (laughs) really fast beforehand. Anyway, so you know, just trying to keep myself in better shape and that kind of stuff. So when that happened, it was, um, yeah, like I said, it uh, flung us all for a loop, and the school itself actually uh, closed for a while. But um, the likes of Kaylee and Stevie, they open the school up for certain advanced students uh, to come in just for a bit of ring time, nothing too severe or anything like that. Just some, f- just, you know, to have a place for us to go, to be with each other, you know, talk if we needed to kind of thing. And that was like really nice of them. I'll, it's one of the, re- it's one of the reasons I'll always love Kelly and Stevie for that as well. Cause you know, Stevie especially really stepped up once um, Adrian, was kind of gone. Uh, he almost was like the new dad at the asylum in a way, uh, Stevie, and it was brilliant because I get along with Stevie, and I get uh, that specific group of like Wolfie, Stevie, Kayleigh and Booty. I I get along with them. Uh, but yeah, like so, like I said, I had a fire kicked in me fairly that year anyway, so I did generally feel that drive of wanting to be better, but I still have the mindset of, doesn't matter where my match is on the card, I don't want to get everything in, just because, eh, it's a match, let's just get everything in. It needs to feel right, in a way, if that makes sense. So like, when I'm planning yeah. a match, I'm like, I won't throw everything in, because if it doesn't feel like it should be there, I won't do it. And if I can oh, make yeah. sense of like, even my like, say, uh, something I'm working with. If they want like, to throw something, and I'm like, does this make sense though? And if they really want to do it, then I'm like, right, cool. We'll find a way to work it in. And if that, if that makes them happy, then cool.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm absolutely. You you wrestle for the match that's on the card, uh, where your position is on the show. You're not going to do the. Yeah. If you're opening the show, you're going to like perk up the crowd, but you're not going to do every million flip that you can do. Yeah. And and. Bring out weapons and all that kind of stuff. You're, no, gonna, no, no. you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're um, gonna, all the words I'm thinking. of are dirty words. I don't know why. But so <laughs> you're gonna, you see, so you moisten the crowd. But you, you kind of, you get them going. You wet their whistle. That's the cleanest yeah, one yeah, to go them. with. And uh, you, you get them ready for the rest of the show. And then if you're first half main event, then you can do a little bit more. And then if second yeah, yeah. half again, you can do a little bit more. And then, so yeah, it, it, so so you. you, you I used
0: to be like when when I was younger in terms of wrestling. Um, I think, it, obviously, I used to want to do, try and do everything or try and do, oh, this would be cool, you know, kind of thing. But as I've got older and got more experience, I'm like, well, no, let's like do what makes sense. Let's try and, you know, even if it's, there's not a full-on story for the match, let's just have a, you know, a good wee match that fits, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. So, like, if you're in between two two absolutely humongous matches, you know you could go in and go, Yeah. Everyone's spent from the first one. They're getting ready for the next one. We can just just do something nice. We just don't have. To, I'm not going to hurt myself too much here. I can <laughs> just. I can take my time. Uh, so yeah, it was 2019 fire was lit. You're ready to go. Ready, ready to go. 2020, COVID.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, that damn COVID.
1: COVID, and then of course, uh, was I was March, and then three months later. The wrestling world imploded as yeah. well so which like i say there's names we can't speak about and here well we won't speak about not that we can't we won't speak about yeah. uh some of which that that you've, you've shared a ring with and and that was that fire still did, did it kind of get fizzle a little bit when you when you're seeing all these names come out and and go oh, I've, I've wrestled that person i didn't know and but or or was it a case of right out that means there's a spot open I just need to keep going and show that I can fill these these voids that are being created
0: <laughs> well um like for instance uh when COVID did everything hit I was like oh uh, this is probably only gonna last a week hopefully I'll be fine kept going a bit longer oh no so like for the first month of the COVID that's when I properly just like chilled on everything so like I was just eating junk you know let my body kind of rest and all that and then once we were going into like the kind of second month of it I was like right okay time to shift whatever weight we've put on so that's where I was doing like my home workouts and I was like trying to set like we kind of small not even goals just like we things for myself uh so like something I still do right now is like I do a quick wee uh, morning workout when I wake up and like I've, you know I'm getting ready It's like I'll always do like 25 to 30 push-ups. I've now added in like a mix between sitting-ups or crunches in between that. And I'm up to doing like 40 squats in the morning, which I'll then also rotate in with just some um, lunges, just so it's different for my legs and my knees and that. Um, And then, of course, I've got like a seven-minute workout app on my phone. So that's what I would do at night. There's like obviously no gyms or, or anything I could do, and um, cardio wise, like I'm not much of a runner, but I'm happy like walking and stuff like that. So I'd walk my dog like three to four times a day, she's happy with that, she gets herself out, you know, <laughs> always have a big, smiling face. Um, and then when uh, the kind of speaking out portion of lockout, uh, lockout lockdown was happening, um, some of names, of course, I was shocked about. Uh, other stuff I'd been told about before by, like, uh, certain people. No, no certain people, but, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: There, there, was, there was, like, like aye, uh, there was a lot of, I mean, we'd, we'd all like, be lying to say we didn't hear things and there was rumour and and all yeah, that kind of thing. It was just like, a case of, of the sheer amount that, that was the shocking bit of it.
0: Yeah, it's just because um, some, uh, some of the things happened to some of my friends, so I'd, I'd heard like wee bits and bobs of those stories, like either after they'd happened or stuff like that, so I was like, oh, fuck, you know, what the hell? There's your one. And then, <laughs> sorry, apologies, <laughs> right. it's the airshare it's the, it's the air in me. <laughs> um, so um, when they were properly speaking out about it, I was really proud of them doing so and happy and that. But like, you know, it it was one of those times where it's a shame, no, that's a shame, that feels like pure plays it down. Um, It's horrible. Like, what happened to everyone was horrible. But at the same time, there was also false accusations that happened. And that's horrible for that to happen to them as well. Mm. Because like, they, some of them had to go through like, um, you know, they'd go for like uh, courts and all that, you know, judicial system. Is that the kind of right word I'm looking for? I think
1: uh, I would say so. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh,
0: you know, they'd like go for that kind of stuff to, you know, you know, it's in terms of the people were, like, you know, the those that had got false accusations, it's it was bad for them. And of course, for those that actually happened to that had the courage to speak out about it, it sucks for them. They don't. It's, that stuff like that happened. But um, when you look at it, the scene has been purged. Maybe not of everyone, Maybe we'd like to, but has had a purging and not everyone's there. So I'd say that's a good couple of fights one.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, we're not going to labour on it because, like I say, it's not—it's not, it's just nothing that we know enough about to kind of yeah. give a big analysis about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah, so like you're saying, I mean, it's it's not a per- it's not been a perfect system. Some people are being you ousted know. for 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 vendettas and and what have you. Some are, haven't been tall and seem untouchable and you know. Yeah. But but that that's fine. Well, we're going to just stop that. <laughs> we'll, bookend, we'll bookend the speaking out bit, and then there's a month break, month or so break. And then you, you're contacted to appear or uh, well, to do yes. some, some closed-door tapings. Yes. So let's, let's, <laughs> that will perk <laughs> up the podcast. Let's, let's, yeah, so speaking out, eventually I'll stop bringing it up in podcasts, but it seems, because it's only happened last year, it's still quite a pre- prevalent yeah. subject. Uh, but yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 I said, we'll perk up. This is supposed to be fun. Uh, so, so, yeah, when you're contacted to you do closed-door tapings, What what was... Were you surprised to to get the call, or were you put forward? Because I'm noticing a lot of of folks, especially GPWA guys, um, yeah. they they seem to have a a trainer, that kind of <laughs> kind of not mentors them, but it's their guy. Because uh, I can I, I can't remember examples, but I've been speaking to a lot of them, and they seem to be, oh, this yeah. particular person put me forward for this, and it always seems to be a different yeah. trainer. It's like they've got their own. Yeah. Dad, like you're saying for Lyhartwood. Yeah. <laughs> so was it Stevie that put you forward? <laughs> no,
0: actually. Um, funny little kind of side story to this. Um, I'd actually changed both by this by the point I'd got contacted. I'd already changed my Twitter and Instagram to Eddie Castle. Cause I changed it on my birthday last year. So I thought, eh, there'll be no wrestling for the rest of the year. It's September. We're nearly halfway through. Of, well, of that month. So, thought, eh. We're we'll probably not hear anything until next year and then it must have been maybe a week or two later i get a wee message from uh, i think it was scott asking here make you available these days i'm like uh yeah yeah i'm available that day yeah they're like you they talked through like i was a tape and everything i was like oh okay um i don't have any gear for my new name by the way it's like ah it's fine we'll still run it with the kel chaos i was like cool that works uh because i wasn't able to change my facebook at that time because and it still doesn't let me for whatever reason, so working on that, that The now. Um, I think at that point as well, the kind of gyms and all that had been open for a month, and then the schools were kind of just getting let open in that, or well, maybe not just at that point. Uh, but Iron Girdlers had opened at that point to do the whole one to one sessions, so I booked my first one in for the Thursday before. For I think it was the Sunday when I did my first taping, and off I had um, BT, who put me for my paces that day. I was talking to him about it, and it turns out he actually put me forward for it. I think it was he put two names forward from what I remember, and that was me and Charlie Vice.
1: That's a, I'm, I'm really, i I'd really like it's such a lovely. It sounds like such a lovely setup, but it always seems to be when I speak <laughs> to one of you guys, it's like um, it, it's always so it always used to be a different one. There's always like seven or so main trainers there now and yeah. they always have a they always have maybe a couple two or three that they that, that are their kids kind of yeah. thing that they, they uh, keep an eye on. Um but yeah, that explains a lot that you, you said you changed your name last year because this name kept popping up on Twitter Eddie Castle and I was like I don't remember following a guy called Eddie Castle I have no idea who this guy is and of course you didn't have a profile picture you had just your logo so I was going to logo guy yeah is. and then of course, you're on, on ICW under on the network and it was still Kyle Chaos. So I was like, I still don't know who this Eddie Castle guy is. And then it changed, obviously, when, when the manifesto stuff happened. I was like, Yeah, oh, right, that's who it is. Okay, this all makes sense now. Uh,
0: originally, I was, um, when we started getting like the kind of we um, social media stuff sent to us via email, I think it might have been in the November. I wasn't, I was just going to go, eh, I can get some use of it. the old name still, like, and still post it through my Instagram and Twitter maybe. And then I got an email off, I think it was Thomas Cairns, saying, can I do that? So I was like, Oh, okay, just stick to Facebook for now. And then when the name change happened, I was like, yes, can you use Twitter and Facebook, uh, Instagram again?
1: So, so what was it like wrestling in front of nobody?
0: Um, Weirdly, uh, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Weirdly, not as bad as I thought. Like, cause when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of different. But then again, you're kind of almost doing that when you have training matches. I mean, yeah, there's uh, other trainees there, and they're watching your match, and they might act like fans. But sometimes they don't they don't always so i kind of sort of had like experience with that i was like okay you know i mean there's cameras here there's guys behind the cameras so i guess that kind of counts i guess at the time um but yeah it was definitely very um different difference definitely a good word to go for with it
1: um it's definitely these are common questions that i've got for a lot of you guys now uh because because of of how it's went, but yeah, if wrestling in wrestling front of nobody. Um, at this point, would would you be aware that it's been on the WWE network that it's going on there, or are we we still, I still be on demand as far as you're aware when you're doing that first set of tapings.
0: I think when I had my first initial talk with Scott about it, I think he may have mentioned it was going on the network. Either that or there may or may not have been a conversation on the first day I was there where I got told it was going on the network. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, that's a way something. Let's you know, let's let's go for it. Let's let's see how we do. If they like me they'll keep me on. If not, then cool.
1: Um so when you found, when you actually saw yourself on on the WWE network then, what was, was it the links going to everyone? Uh screenshot, thumbnails. Just, look <laughs> Look, I'm, on, I'm, on WWE, I'm I'm technically on WWE. I'm uh, technically in WWE because I'm on the <laughs> WWE Network now. And you can, of course, when you change your name to Eddie Castle, you can type yeah. in Eddie and it says Castle Guerrero. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, what, was, what was it like when you when you saw yourself on the WWE Network for the first time?
0: Um, surreal. Like, oh, okay, I've reached. This kind of weird little point that I didn't think would be a thing. Awesome. Um, because technically I'd been on ICW's on-demand service before. But like this was just um yeah. I was getting like messages for people, uh, trainees and like friends that are wrestling fans alike. They all enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is one of those kind of days where I just feel, you know, kind of a bit proud in a way. <laughs>
1: I know. I mean, it, it still blows my mind when when I say it out loud. But you're potentially wrestling to an audience of about forty two million people on Peacock yeah. and the WWE Network, yeah. which is which I know at the time you wouldn't have known it because you were doing the first set of tapings. But now you're going back and doing more of them. Is is does that come into mind? You're thinking, oh my God, there are just a few million people can see me do what I'm doing. Um, or do you, or like you say you're used to wrestling for next nobody when you started. So do you just not put that in mind when you're when you're out there.
0: At the time, I mostly try and focus on just you know being in the moment. Of right, I don't like you, I'll hurt you. And I make you know it's me that hurts you. <laughs> um, it is, for me, as the kind of in the moment kind of thing. Um, my intensity is my intensity when you watch it. Um, you know, even that's kind of probably a weird sentence to say.
1: <laughs> um, no, I mean, and, and you're you're think, in a group with a lot of intense guys now as well uh, yeah. in the manifesto. Um, of course, ADM, who's scary, uh, Dylan Thorne, who's pretty intense, and Grant McIver, who is is still doing the wrestling. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, what was it like uh, being put into into that kind of group then?
0: Um, well, it was interesting in a way because like I had a kind of short run with another kind of small group at a time uh, with oh well, God, what did they call it or what do we call? it? I can't remember. Uh, is it, I think Billy called it the De Patsy Dynasty, where it was like me, Dean, oh, yeah. looking at the Patsy.
1: Yeah, that kind of started and disappeared as quick as it came. So, yeah, yeah, totally forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was kind of just a small thing we'd done. Um, Because I think it was originally meant to be me and Luca going for the tag titles against the 9-9. But Luca then, unfortunately, got stuck in Italy (laughs) during that time at the start of the year. So me and Dean, of course, uh, were the ones partnered up for that kind of one taping, which had three matches over it. And then, um, yeah, it was into the into the manifesto with uh, the lovely big tall creepy man coming up behind me (laughs) and whispering in my ear.
1: I mean, it was was you've obviously been you've been the bad guy before uh, in the past, but did you find this was a bit more comfortable because you could you could be a bit more animated and do bring in your kind of comic book inspirations a bit more and like because you're the more
0: i think it was more that um oh god this makes me sound like a a, uh so i'm a big big mark for the ministry of darkness right so for me getting put in something that then gets called a cult i'm pretty much like yep you've got me yep you could say all literally all these other words that are in this email i'm like yep no i'm sold on it mate pretty much ministry of darkness but mini style you know i'm good let's do this
1: ministry uh, I suppose. <laughs> so, who are you? Are you are, you, are you Midian? <laughs> who would you try and pick? Just well, I don't know why I brought that. Was the first one that came to mind. But <laughs> uh, who who would you say in the Ministry of Darkness? You, you're you're kind of you're that guy.
0: Well, as much as I'd love to be Undertaker, that can be. Um, we'd probably have to go with either the likes of either the three members of the Brood when they came in. It probably has to be that, because let's be honest, Gangrel, Christian, Edge, fantastic.
1: I mean, I would have to put you in as Edge then, because I'm sure Grant would fight f- to be Christian, and uh,
0: I would not fight Grant for Christian. That's uh, I'd have a complete gentleman's agreement with him on that one. Uh, and
1: uh, and I suppose with the with the gum gum shield, Dylan would probably have to be Gangrel then, just to cover up the fangs. So uh, I, that, that just leaves. You to be I'm gonna edged. have to
0: get him to get. I'm gonna have to get him now to get a gum shield that has vampire teeth on it. There you go. I, I need yeah. to. Get, I need to get him to do this, Dylan. <laughs> then
1: you, you can, I mean, then you can get them two blouses. Uh, one for one for a Christian, one for a Gangrel, and you just get to come out in a leather leather jacket. I mean, I don't know what Edge had on the rest of, on creative or anyone, but he avoided the the fluffy the, the fluffy blouse. Shirt. Yeah. It's kind of
0: funny, though, because if you've watched, like, if you've been seeing the way um, Grant has been lovingly dressing up as pure goth as he can right now, he has like, he's had like the silk T-shirt, the mesh T-shirt, he's, he is loving it.
1: He he is all in on, he's just, uh, it's just, I'm I'm sure he's already ordered it, but getting the old Christian uh, symbol, um, whatever it is, the cross with the kind of circle at the top, thing that like Christopher Daniels has and he's, um, on his oh. tattooed on him, I'm sure he's already ordered that, pre-ordered it, and has got Christian gear if just ha- ready to go.
0: If he hasn't, I'll, 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 I'll you know, throw it in there. yeah, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, I know can't you. wait
1: now. I can't wait for the next uh, block of tapings <laughs> to come out, and and here's the th- here's here's un- AD under under DM behind you, and uh, and the, the three is coming out dressed as as the brood. Um, that's just. Oh, I, I, that's just fantastic. That's that's has that has to happen. It won't, but it has to happen. The Halloween—if they do a Halloween special, that's that's it. Come out as the brood. Brood, <laughs> yes. Right. So, <coughs> ask you my my, my silly questions. We we'll, we'll, oh, still haven't really we haven't really approached like your your love for the Spider Verse. So, I'll ask a little bit about oh, that we'll get the wrap up. We'll get there. So, first question we need to ask everyone uh, outside of how you got into wrestling. Uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? Godzilla. There we go, that's fine. I like anyone <laughs> thinks
0: outside the box. Um, that's fine. You that cannot beat that's the king lot. of the dinosaurs. Well, the king of the monsters, sorry. Which might not uh-huh. be the king of dinosaurs as well. So, um,
1: nice. What win the fight? Two sheep or one cow? Ooh.
0: See, I have thought about this for the amount, of t- uh, the amount of podcasts I have been watching and listening to. I generally think it would be the cow. As much as there is two sheep, unless they are like pure tactical... With it, I think it'd be the cow just on power alone, because it's like when you get two wee high flying guys and sheep can't even fly against you know a big monster like Big Show, they get swatted down. So
1: fair enough. I, I, again, I'm, I'm I mean, a fan of anyone that brings in, in some logic to it. So uh, I mean, if
0: sheep could fly, that that might actually give them advantage.
1: Is, is so... it flying sheep just clouds? Is that just? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll 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 wrap up the wrestling bit, and then we'll we'll do some Spider Man, then we'll we'll head away. But uh, dream matches, then, if you had to to choose, other than oh. of course uh, the Brood versus uh, the, the <laughs> Thorn um, Castle and and what would be your what would be your dream match?
0: Right, I'll split it down to sections because I've got a lot of people. I really do wish to wrestle uh big time wise um scotland here wise the two that i've i really want to check off my list and one i'm surprised i haven't yet is um stevie and booty because of my five original coaches bt is the only one i've not faced
1: oh, two get, fo- get the chest pad out just just protector.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> we'll see how it goes um, down south wise, there's oh, Dean O'Mark. Dean O'Mark is right up there. Like I, I follow him and like Twitter and that, and the stuff he can do is fantastic. So he's definitely on my on my radar of wanting to wrestle from down south, uh, as well as like a few other folk. Um, I'm trying to think of an Irish one now. I've recently wrestled uh, LJ Cleary on the first uh, show, back with fans. Uh, If you're a fan of Allmark, then, would
1: Paul Tracy be be in there, then?
0: I've actually had a seminar before with Paul Tracy, so actually, yeah, I'd I'd quite like a fan, uh, i quite like a match with Paul Tracy, yeah, actually. That's a good shout. Um, Across the Pondway in America, however. Oh, no. Johnny Gargano's 100%. Someone I'd love to wrestle. If I had to get myself signed, if I had to try and get into just big American NXT, Gargano's on the list. I'd, I'd need to wrestle Gargano.
1: I can imagine the the coming out to the, the costumes. He, he would have a Spider-Man inspired gear, of course. Uh, there, 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 there's something special there that could that could Something's work because of course yeah. he loves he, he loves his uh, comic book <laughs> gear as well. Um, so so yeah, US Japan any any. You can, throw it, you can throw it randomly, um, I don't know that much about Japanese wrestling.
0: <laughs> Since he's an Englishman currently living in Japan, Chris Brooks is also someone I'd love to wrestle. Uh, Jay White as well, from New Japan, love to wrestle Jay White. Just because like some of his stuff is, oof, you know, guys doing amazing.
1: Fair enough. So, yeah, Spider-Man. Um, There's not really much that we can. Well, There is, probably is a lot that you can speak about about Spider-Man, I should say, but um, we'll, we'll throw out just a, a kind of softball one. Top top five Spider-Man incarnations.
0: Oh! Oh. Right, so like I said before, top number one is definitely uh, the Scarlet Spider-Man for me because the suit's fantastic. Ben Reilly. Different look, you know, blonde hair. May have the same face as Peter Parker, but, you know, blonde hair. Great suit, even though it's only like, you know, a red jumpsuit or whatever with a blue hoodie over it um oh trying to think we go let's say let's say the ps4 spider-man version of peter parker i really like you know that's a really nice suit you know it's a good good storyline for him a lot of emotional stuff made me cry (laughs) um spider-man 2099 fantastic spider-man um I'm just trying to think of other ones. I'm purely basing this on like suits mostly because uh, the actual Spider-Man stories-wise or stuff I'm still digging in through kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't not mention the symbiote suit Spider-Man. I can't not mention that. Because you wouldn't have Venom without the symbiote suit Spider-Man first. And there's actually a fair few good uh, stories to read for that because there's a current um yes yeah, current uh, symbiote Spider-Man comics are really good and uh, I can't remember like there's one called Craven's Last Hunt but I can't remember if that's actually the symbiote version of suit suit soup, uh, soup, suit or whether it's uh one they had made afterwards because he had a temporary one made after he lost the symbiote suit I'm sure uh, oh so that would leave one more. I used to have the action figure for this one. I think it's superior Spider-Man. So it's like it's all black in the bottom, then it's the kind of red in the top with the black lines. And I think it's got red and black fingers. It's a really nice suit.
1: Um, I so it's
0: the Doc Ock one.
1: I was say that—that that sounds quite similar to to the one that's going to be coming out in uh, in No Way Home. Uh, like <laughs> black underneath, red up top, or was that in the in the, in the like in the final act of of
0: Ah, uh, uh, yeah, another one. You mean yeah? Uh, far um, from home.
1: Far from home. No, so.
0: I can see that one. Maybe kind of being the same-ish, but like red top burn. It only comes up to the chest, rather than you know down to like the abs kind of version as those Spider-Man suits do. It's
1: really nice. And uh, as far as the the films go, Toby, Andrew, or Tom. How excited are you for for for, for uh, <laughs> no, no Way, Way Home. Home?
0: Oh, seen that trailer. Um, and I was just and like,
1: let and let there be carnage as well. I suppose that's coming soon.
0: I'm def- looking forward to that as well. Um, oh God! See, I've enjoyed at the moment. I've enjoyed all of Tom Holland's films. Like I've not had a problem with them. Maguire's. I like the first two. Don't really like to talk about the third one. Unless we're talking about uh, Sandman. They had a good Sandman. So Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Andrew Garfield. The first one was good. And, uh, the second one was okay.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're God. selling that one. You're oversold. The second one was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm back and watched the first one recently. I got halfway through it and I went... I was just like, this is not a good film. How... How did how bad was the second one where I thought the first one was really good? <laughs> and I'm scared, I'm scared to go back and watch the second one because I'm like, no. I
0: think I've... I was, like, I kind of, I, sometimes I do pair the films up with the games. So, like, I like the first one and I like the first game. Second one, no so much. And then I didn't bother with the second game for Amazing. <laughs> and then, um, oh, God. I think I played more of Spider-Man 3. Actually, when it comes to the Maguire ones in terms of the games, than the, the other two, I think. But that might just be a kind of time thing, of like oh, when the games I've, came I've, out in that.
1: I've mentioned all that, and I mentioned like those three, but into the Spider Verse.
0: Fantastic, film
1: Yeah, Miles Fantastic. Morales and 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 Spider Ham <laughs> and Spider Man Noir and all the all that fun stuff. Nicolas Cage as Spider Man. What, what you
0: can, be? you now cannot erase that Nicolas Cage is a Spider-Man,
1: and it's he was fantastic. so close to being Superman. But no, no, we've got him as Spider-Man. <laughs> Eventually, we got well, Ghost Ghost Rider, of course, but we caught him there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I actually pure forgot he was a Ghost Rider till it popped up on Netflix again. I was like, oh yeah, that film exists.
1: <laughs> I've never seen them because it's you have to be in a certain mood for Nicolas Cage, I think, and.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: It's very difficult to. I mean, kick ass is probably is is like I'll I'll easily go to kick ass if i want to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If if there's Nicolas Cage involved, like I kick ass is fine. But yeah, it's you have to be in a a certain certain mood for for uh, for Nick Cage. But uh, right, so so out of all that, you're saying
0: probably I think say in Holland.
1: order. Yeah,
0: I'd say Holland's yeah. my the favorite because I do feel like when you look at the other two. When they were cast i feel like holland passes more for being the whole in school kind of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: whereas mcguire and garfield had that little bit older look to them
1: oh they- yeah i mean uh, joe <laughs> manganello as flash he looked at him and go how no <laughs> way
0: <laughs> yeah. and now he's deathstroke
1: you would, you would have had to scale up the school. You would have to put the ceiling of the school up to kind of at least believe that he was a high school kid. But no, um, when, when, I, when I watched Amazing Spider-Man and realised there weren't, weren't good films, I re- I've never regretted more getting that tattoo because it is the Amazing Spider-Man symbol. And okay. I, I, would, I was watching it going, why? Why did I get you done? <laughs> this, this is awful. Um, so yeah, let's just let's wrap that up then with, with just just absolutely crapping on amazing spider-man um so yeah as far as this, let there be carnage uh, is or are you, are you hoping there's going to be all three spider-men in in uh in uh, no way home
0: um i think it'd be cool I, I think someone pointed out that see when they do the whole in doctor strange there's the whole um train thing makes like a whole circle of trains mm-hmm. Someone i saw something on like the front of every train and it looks like it's maguire when he's holding the train from the second film Ooh. So it's possibly... Uh, I,
1: I don't um, believe that Doc Ock is saying hello, Peter, to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It would make no sense.
0: Ooh, that could be interesting. Although yeah. I, I... I don't know how I did... Uh, I think this was after a strength and condition class at Girders a week or so ago. And we were talking about the whole thing of Doc Ock being in the film. He's like, oh yeah, but he died. And, you know, uh, in the second film, I'm like, well, you know, it looks older, so it could be plucked from a universe where he won. So, I know, you know,
1: that mul- could be a thing. The, the, the multiverse now, it, there's no, yeah. there's nothing off-limits. You can pluck a no, character anywhere, not. which I mean, we're getting a yellow uh, Electro, so I think, because it seems to be yellow like lightning instead of the blue, so you know.
0: Is it still Jamie Fox? Do we know if it's yeah. still Jamie Fox.
1: Apparently so. That's a bit interesting. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, by the time so, this comes out, ju- by the time this comes out in in a month, we we might have all the answers, or we'll be sitting, we'll, we'll look like great <laughs> yeah. idiots, uh, just sitting here, <laughs> just going, "Oh, what if that's in?" And people are going, "I've just seen the trailer like two days ago. All that's <laughs> in." So, what do you
0: think? As the glories have been a fan, you know, speculation until you see a little bit more. Although I'll probably, even though that one's meant to be the teaser. And I'm used like my rule for films in general is watch the teaser, watch the first trailer, watch nothing else, go see it in the film, have a great time.
1: Oh, yeah. and that I, usually I, works. I did that for Shang Chi and uh, Shang Chi, and it was amazing. So definitely worth just I've, kind of. Avoiding. I've been hearing
0: it's good, and now I'll get round to seeing it at some point, hopefully. <laughs>
1: Uh, and with that, so we're just going to end up chatting for another hour and over nothing and everyone's going to be going, I want to hear about wrestling. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up that then. So I've already asked you the dinosaur and the sheep question. Um, we've we've established that Spider-Man's amazing, as is everything else. Uh, so where can people find you on social media? Where, where can people find Eddie Castle?
0: Uh, my current two social medias are just Twitter and Instagram, which are both the same, which is Eddie underscore Castle 91, the year I was born. Hence why I'm turning 30 soon. So that's a thing I have to swallow down. <laughs>
1: it hurts. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine said, once you turn 30, you know exactly who you are. You don't feel lost anymore. I was like, cool. Um, Unfortunately,
1: yeah. when I hit 30, I realised I'm a bit of an arsehole. So it kind of, it, it's kind of rude that somewhat It's like, oh no, this is who I am. Anyway, yeah. Eddie Castle Eddie, on um, Instagram and
0: Twitter. yeah, And I'm trying to, Fix Facebook to let me change the Kyle Chaos name, but it won't let me. So,
1: and I'm is is
0: a point. I don't know.
1: If if you want to invite any questions to it, is do you want people to to tell you their favorite Spider Man or or anything like that for the interaction, or is <laughs> is there anything you want to know for the masses, uh, their opinion on 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 Spider Man in general, Venom?
0: Who's your favorite villain? Who's your favorite Spider Man villain?
1: There you go. That'll test. That'll test who actually listens to the show. So, if you've there listened you all the way to the end, there, you just just <laughs> go to at Eddie Castle and tell him your favourite villain. Don't give him any more context because that just that just makes it funnier. Just uh, Atom Hobgoblin. Yeah. There you go. Uh, perfect. Okay. Great. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Absolutely no bother. Thank you for having
1: me.